it's episode 30, I believe, of Delisted the Podcast. I'm Michael Kay. And I'm Allison. Happy 30th episode, Michael. Happy Dirty 30. So we have a lot to get to. So let's start with um, Paper Magazine. So Paper Magazine keeps, you know, trying to make break the internet happen. They'll they'll keep trying. It'll be the end of days and they'll be trying to break the internet. Yeah, the internet will be nothing but a pile of uh, dust and they'll keep trying to break it. They'll keep beating that broken internet horse. So the the first break the internet cover was of Kim's, Kim Kardashian's, you know, greased up, double dome ass. We, yeah, none of us will forget that. Their second one was Nicki Minaj's menage a trois with herself, menage a trois with herself, yep. if you will. Then it was Amanda Bynes, which was like last week. Yep. Their latest is of Lindsay Lohan. So Lindsay Lohan is promoting her bootleg Vanderpump Rules like reality show for MTV called Lindsay Lohan's Beach Club, uh, which is about the goings on at her beach club in Mykonos. So a teaser trailer was released and it does. Uh, did you see this? Not yet. And only because I'm. I'm trying to save myself for the actual show. Well, the tra- teaser like, I'm trailer really shows excited nothing. about this show. Like, there's no scenes of what... It's just her trying to look sexy while her face does not move at all. So there's really nothing to it. So, that's, that's too much of a spoiler for me. <laughs> so the spread in paper is of Lindsay... Um, the photo spread is of Lindsay as various Disney princesses like Snow White... The, the Coke jokes tell themselves, Allison, yeah. with that. Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty, and The Little Mermaid, which she still thinks she should star in. But, you know, she looks more like the villains dressed in drag as the princesses they're terrorizing. I know. I don't know why they wouldn't go with that angle. That's what they... That Maybe that was the angle. So, Papers' Claire Valentine did the interview and mostly talked to Lindsay on the phone from Dubai. Claire was supposed to talk to Lindsay in person at the shoot for the spread in New York City, but Lindsay kind of blew her off and said she was too tired after to talk. After nine hours, that was my favorite part about that, was yeah. that she was on set for nine whole hours and wouldn't talk to her. And then at the very end of the day, was like, oh, I have to retire to my hotel. I'm just far too tired now to talk to you. But during the, well, it's very tiring, you know. Staying awake for that long when you're Lindsay Lohan. So during their phone chat, Lindsay said she lives in Dubai now because there's no paparazzi there due to privacy laws. And that's a funny way of saying that, you know, most of my sugar daddies are based there. Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. We don't know for sure. Lindsay likes Dubai because politics aren't a thing there <laughs> since oh people gosh. aren't negative and that everything is so positive and health conscious. No comment. Lindsay before has come out as a Trump supporter and you know that didn't really work out for her and then and then she also said that the me too movement made women look weak which again also didn't work out for her so but to paper she didn't talk about she wouldn't talk about politics and about like what she said about me too she said she supports women but that she hasn't experienced that you know sexual assault or harassment in hollywood herself so she can't speak to that so i guess a publicist finally got to her and she's listening to that publicist. So Lindsay also calls her beach club in Mykonos family friendly. What? <laughs> yes. For whose not, family? Well, the Lohan family. The Lohans. And yeah, and not just about partying. So it's a place. She says it's a place where parents can take their kids 
for a nice lunch. It's practically Chuck E. Cheese. Which don't laugh. I mean, I take my kids there because, you know, then you can see Dana Lohan drunkenly humping, you know, a a speaker and say, see kids, you don't have it that bad. That could be your mom. But then again, if I had kids, that would be me. So I shouldn't even hate on her for that. (laughs) So Lindsay also says she's a good person. She's really bringing bringing the jokes with this one and takes care of herself and is healthy. She didn't say she's sober, but she says she doesn't need to go out and drink and be crazy to have fun. For her, it's funnier for her to watch other people party. Oh my gosh. This is like this is like Lindsay Lohan's like 10-minute stand-up routine at a mic. Well, it's Lindsay Lohan, you know, with a publicist moving her mouth, yeah. saying the words for her. So she doesn't party all night like she used to and mostly goes home early to cook food. So read the Bible and, you know, knit. And drink chamomile tea. So now, about that time, Lindsay tried to kidnap refugee children in Paris in September. So we talked about this when it happened. It was previously reported that it was Moscow, but it was Paris. By the way, possibly my favorite Lindsay Lohan performance of the year. Even more than that, dancing? Oh, yeah, you're right. Second best. So Lindsay did an Instagram live stream in September of her trying to get what she said was a homeless Syrian refugee family to go to a hotel with her. Uh, They kept refusing and they said, and then she said she'll only take the little kids to the hotel. When the family tried to get away from her, she accused them of being child traffickers. And when she tried to grab one of the kids, the mom either punched her or pushed her and she fell to the ground screaming, crying. (laughs) So Lindsay never said anything about that video. And so Paper naturally asked her during their phone chat when they were talking to her when she was in Dubai, and she said they should talk about it face-to-face in New York so um, Claire, the paper writer, can better understand what really happened. So uh, like we said earlier, they never got to talk in New York. So Lindsay's publicist gave paper a statement that read, I read the situation wrong. I've learned from it, and that's all I have to say. Oh my god. It's, it's I love that I love that non-explanation by the way. Well, that's a total like Lindsay Lohan needs to give her publicist more boxes of old 6126 leggings, which is what I'm assuming she's paying her publicist with because that publicist has her in check. Yeah. <laughs> like you know she couldn't wait to tell the real story. And the real story was like, you know, these Syrian refugees were gigantic Lindsay Lohan fans and they told me that the reason they left Syria was to make their way to Dubai to meet me and there I was in Paris and they were all over me and I'm the one who denied that bitch. Yeah, she's like, and then I tried to kidnap the children like a Streganona on the street, a witch that rose up from the shadows and tried to steal the children back to the shadows. But yeah, it's a new Lindsay Lohan, not really. No, but Michael read the situation wrong like okay i've read assembly instructions in another language that i've read with less success than you could read that situation like it's a family walking down the street how do you read that wrong well this is lindsay lohan like it's the opposite so you you say i'm not going to try to take this child that is wrong that is weird lindsay thinks the opposite 
It's true. And you know what? Does she even really need to read anymore? She just tells the DJ to play whatever song will help her dance best on the beaches of Mykonos. So for her reading a situation wrong, is it's redundant. She's like, I don't need to read anything. Yeah. But, you know, I'm glad that she learned a lesson here. The lesson being that the next time she tries to, you know, steal a child that she wants to sell in the black market, she won't record it for Instagram Live. Like, that's a good rule to live by. You know, when you want to commit a crime, don't record it on Instagram Live. Yeah, at least try not to. Um, so, Michael, the story that we're moving on to is, its uh, I know it's a little late to be covering it because Christmas officially starts on October 30th now. It might well, actually... July, maybe. Yeah. In, Fourth in, of July, I see those trees going up. Exactly. In some areas of the country, we're talking about Christmas starting like in the middle of March. But with that being said, better late than never. So last week, CBS aired the classic Rankin-Bass Christmas special, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, aka the one with the stop-motion puppets and the elf that wants to be a dentist. Yeah, the dentist with the amazing, like, Tilda Swinton hair. Hermie? Yeah, yeah Hermie and the beautiful eyes. All the other elves have, like, beady eyes, and Hermie has these, like, giant, beautiful Yeah, you should be a model, let's be honest. Yeah, you forget, should be a dentist. Yeah, forget about the dentist dream. So... Huffing, the Huffington Post collected a series of tweets that were uh, tweeted after the show aired. And a lot of them were people complaining about the many ways that Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is problematic. And to be honest, it's a TV special that was released in 1964. And I would say that pretty much anything made for TV in the 60s is probably very problematic. But here is what specifically was problematic about Rudolph, according to Twitter. Okay. So they didn't like that the reindeers are dicks and bullies to Rudolph. Um, Comet the deer coach was a dick to Rudolph. Santa's a dick to Rudolph um, about his, his nose. His daddy is a dick to Rudolph. Yeah. His dad is also like super sexist too. Um, Santa's only nice to Rudolph when he's able to exploit him. Oh, Clarice's dad is also kind of like a bigot because he doesn't want his daughter dating a red nosed reindeer. Like he's like, he's also a huge dick too. Basically, a lot Wait, of did anybody say that um, Rudolph's red nose is from being an al- alcoholic because of how <laughs> he's bullied and treated? So you have to like turn to the bottle. No, nobody made any child al- alcoholic jokes on Twitter. So I'm disappointed. You know what? Though I'm sure if you look, I'm I'm sure that Huff- Huffington Post probably just cherry picked the top one. So there's probably something out there about Rudolph being a boozer. Um, so. A lot of the tweets kind of sounded like they were joking, but there were some that were a couple sort of serious ones. So after Huffington Post like compiled them all and they did like a short little video about how Rudolph was so bad, um, a bunch of like far right Twitter users started, you know, screaming war on Christmas, uh, and saying that like, you know, people were snowflakes and can't handle like a Christmas holiday classic. Like Donald Trump shared the Huffington Post video. And said that liberalism is a disease. Well, Donald which, Trump Jr., right? Yeah, sorry, Donald Trump. Not Donald Trump. He he did that on his private account, probably. Yeah, and also, I think Donald Trump probably wouldn't talk shit about Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, because he can relate to that one reindeer that's got, like, that weird fucked up hair. You know what I'm well, talking about, right? Well, he would talk shit about Hermie, because Hermie's hair game is way better. It's true. Yeah, he'd be like, I don't know where he gets that beautiful hair from. Actually, no, we wouldn't call it beautiful. But, but anyway, so people were like going crazy about it, like Whoopi Goldberg on The View. Um, uh, so she was arguing, like, what's the problem? Rudolph is the hero at the end of it. Yeah, she was saying it's like, you know, it's the traditional story of hero and memes. 
And yeah, then the and heroes like, overcoming the meanies. Yeah, exactly. How like in the beginning, nobody likes him. He has no friends. At the end, he's like the best person at the North Pole. Like we get it. We've all lived that story of you know being at the North Pole. Um. So also, Kareen Conley, who is the voice of um the red haired doll that Sue gets in the song, a dolly for Sue, when they're on the island of misfit toys. Um, she chimed in with a video um, and she said that she thinks that the story is more relevant now than ever, like with so many people getting bullied and the, you know, we're all talking about the conversation of bullying um, and that any bullying that happens is resolved in the end when we're taught the lesson not to bully people just because they're different. And it was, so Karina's a woman of, older age she's lovely but it was very funny because she also called people haters i can't imagine if you're a hater i mean you might um, maybe you're saying no rudolph you know <laughs> you take the uh, the opposite view of the film uh, that i can't imagine but if there are people like that no i hope they're not watching but Dolly like has Dolly has a sad story. So the yeah. Huffington Post also did like a another follow up post on what is wrong with Dolly. Because Dolly, where are what they is now? Her, yeah, where no, where what is Dolly's like misfit problem? Because yes. you know they all have obvious problems. So I went and tried to look, and so she said, you know, Corinne that um, Dolly's misfit problem was psychological because she was abandoned by her owner. So she had depression. Oh, my I God. I mean, dark. They were dealing with issues back then. That's dark. And also, you know what? Pixar needs to, you know, they should probably get some lawyers on standby because that's Jesse the Cowgirl's backstory from Toy Story 2. So I don't know. I'm not saying that someone ripped someone off here, but... But they did. Yeah. Someone definitely did. <laughs> But like out of all the problematic things that people mentioned in Rudolph, like I'm a, I'm a huge Rudolph person. I love that because my favorite part is when they go to the island of misfit toys and it gets weird. Um, but nobody brought up the fact that like Yukon Cornelius, again, this, this Christmas special involves a human like gold digger, but nobody mentions him like licking that ice pick all the time, which is. I think only you remember that because it's your kink. Well, it's, it's very my strange addiction is Yukon Cornelius like sucking off the tip of that like ice pick all the time also he's gonna get to like tetanus for sure I love this because I HuffPost and you know Twitterers gave Fox News and Donald Trump Jr. uh, the greatest Christmas gift they could ever give because like those types love nothing more than like shooting eggnog from their loins over the war on Christmas like they love that that is their king it's true this is the only time i wish megan kelly was still on today because her head would explode over this like you know stupid liberals going after rudolph is her porn yeah and they can't get it this year with starbucks because the starbucks holiday cups are just stripes yeah so this would have been it and like see i'm unlike you i'm not like you because i don't like, I don't care about Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Like, I don't really like this one. Okay. Like, so you can drag him all you want. Although I do love Clarice's song. And it was oh, like, there's, there's always, always tomorrow. <laughs> but anyway, so they can drag that, but just don't come for the year without a Santa Claus. Don't come for that. Because specifically Heat Miser and Snow Miser. Don't, although you know Fox News hates that one anyways, because it's obviously a documentary about climate change. It yeah. really is. <laughs> 
So uh, let's move on to a very sad story. In the last episode, we talked about how Starbucks is blocking porn on their free Wi-Fi. Those evil demons. The war on porn. Fuck the war on Christmas. It's all about the war on porn. Continues with Tumblr blocking porn, which is a great business decision since everyone that I know only goes to Tumblr for porn. And by everyone, I mean me, because I don't have friends. But so last month, Tumblr was removed from Apple's app store over child porn being discovered on Tumblr. So that might be why they're getting rid of all adult content programming, beginning programming. Like (laughs) (laughs) Like it's PBS or something. Like it's PBS. All adult content beginning on December 17th. So they're banning porny pictures, videos... GIFs. I'm not going to say GIFs. I say GIFs. So GIFs is the right save way to your say hate it. mail. Um, drawings and female presenting nipples. So if you're a female who wants to present her nipples, do it over on Twitter. Yeah, I was just going to say, oh no, Michael, where will people find porn on the internet now? But yeah, you can go to Twitter. Twitter, Twitter's okay with that kind of stuff sometimes. Well, they're basically banning nudity and st- sex stuff. So the exceptions yeah. are classical statues and political protests that feature nudity. So that's good news if you, you know, want to jack off to the statue of David on Tumblr, you can still do that. Yeah. Um, breastfeeding pics and afterbirth photos are also okay. Um, drawings of nudity are okay, but the but they can't be having sex. So you'll have to look for, you know, your Mickey and Donald gay porn elsewhere, sadly. Yeah, all your weird cartoon porn. Again, there's this website, it's called Google. Google, yeah. You just put just, into Google and find you're it. You literally do and you yeah. click images and there you go. Also, Mike, Michael, can I ask you a quick question? When they say no female presenting nipples, what, like, realistically, what do they mean by that? I Like, seriously, I think just female nipples i don't know why they say female Male presenting i know like that kind of part of me in one way makes it feel like it's very like um maybe like trans exclusionary that's what i would think like trans yeah so i was, I was like okay that, that too. yeah i was like so that's good but then the other side of my brain was like i would probably die if someone saw my nipples and was like oh those are those are some male presenting nipples <laughs> so um yeah you can't you females can't present your nipples, but so erotica or porn, you know, through words is okay too. So for now, current posts with porn content will be flagged by algorithms and hidden from view. So they won't be able to be, be reblogged. They'll eventually be deleted. So Tumblr CEO, Jeff D'Onofrio wrote a long blog post and I read it and my eyes fell out. So he said they're just trying to make a more positive Tumblr and that they feel they have a responsibility to all age groups who use them. So I think they're basically trying to be more family friendly. They want yeah. to be like Lindsay Lawn's Beach Club. Exactly. Yeah, maybe they're maybe they realize that their audience is like 14 year olds and they're thinking, oh, shoot, we got to we have to get rid of the penises because there's. There's too many preteens on this website. Who are probably looking for porn. Yeah, who've definitely already seen penises before. So, like, come off it, Tumblr. Well, that's how Tumblr is to me, is porn and, like, Taylor Swift stuff. I always see Taylor Swift stuff. So it's now it's going to be nothing but Taylor Swift stuff, which is the opposite of porn. Mm. Unless you're a cat. I think oh, no, t- that's, like, torture porn if you're a cat. Yeah. I think Taylor Swift might be behind this, actually. She is. It's her, you know, maniacal plan to take over 
Tumblr. But see, they're lazy at Tumblr because like they could just come up with a way to filter out and block child porn instead of blocking all porn or start a porn Tumblr. Tumblr. <laughs> there you go. Michael, please trademark that. I'm I'm doing it right now. I'm on, you know, I'm buying the domain right now. It's GoDaddy.com. <laughs> yeah, and like you said, there's a million places on the internet you can get porn. But in these times, we need more, not less. Yeah. And they keep like, so Craigslist, you know, Casual Encounters is gone. Starbucks is blocking porn. Now this. And I swear, like if Pornhub. Turns into Friendship Hub. Yeah. Friendship or Cat Hub. We're going to riot in the streets. Yeah. And that means we'll have to leave our houses. But what's the point of being at home, you know, if you don't have any internet porn to jack off to? Exactly. So in this part, we go over five stories sort of quickly, starting with Priyanka Chopra and Nick Jonas, who finally got married over the weekend in a wedding extravaganza in Jodhpur, India, that lasted several days. So they had a Christian and Hindu ceremony, and both Priyanka and Nick posted stuff about their wedding on Instagram. They posted pics from their pre-wedding celebration and a video from their Sanjit ceremony. Sangeet? Yes. Am I saying her? Um, ceremony, which is a pre-wedding, pre-wedding ritual full of music and dance. Um, the, I mean, the video looked like a trailer for a movie. Oh, basically. yeah. They went yeah. all out. They went they, all out for like all 2,700 wedding events that they had. So on the day of their Christian wedding... Um, ceremony, Vogue released a picture of them on the cover of its first digital issue. The, Vogue also did a spread with them and several videos. So they've been engaged for around five months and together for around seven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, and, and now they're on the cover of Vogue. So they move fast. Very. And so I, that's what I love. I love that the cover was released on their wedding day. I know. They've done everything but throw his purity ring in a ceremonial fire. Although, I'm sure this is probably scheduled for next weekend. Yeah, the pictures are, the video is going to come out. And you know who's, you know who's probably the most jealous about all of this? Who? Tom Cruise. Because oh, yeah. their PR wedding topped his PR wedding to Katie Holmes. No, their Priyanka and Nick's love is real. And by that, I mean their love for getting as much attention as possible for this wedding because I feel like I never stopped hearing about it. It's true. They don't need a couch with Oprah. They did it all on their own. So Kat Von D gave birth at home to a son she made with her cholo goth musician husband of less than a year, Leofar Sayer. Is that, uh, how, you, is that yeah. how you pronounce it, by the That's way? That's Leofar. I looked it up. That's how it says I'm supposed to pronounce it. How do you pronounce it? Leofar? Leofar. I looked it up. It's a Leofar. Oh, see, I so took you it. You say Leofar. I, I say. <laughs> I took it more like Kiefer Sutherland. Kiefer. Leofar. So they announced Leofar, Leofar, whatever. They announced uh, the birth of their son, who they also named, who they named Leofar von D. Reyes on Instagram. Um, the D is for Drakenberg, which is Kate's real, Kat's real last name. So Kat posted a picture of grown. Let's we'll say your way, Leafer. So grown Leafer wearing all black while carrying baby Leafer, who is also wearing all black, and they're standing in front of Rosemary's baby's stroller. So and as we know, Kat plans to raise her kid as a vegan, 
and isn't going to vaccinate him. Of course Kat said before she planned to have a drug-free water birth. So who knows if she did that. So Leifer Jr. is Kat's first kid. Um, but Leifer Sr. is second. He also has a grown daughter who he pretty much disowned when she was a teenager. Classy. Be- because she had sex with his bandmates. What? So I read this like interview <laughs> at Noisy. So you can read it at Noisy. Okay. If you want. Um, it's from this year, I believe. So, yeah, he disowned her. He says all this shit about her. But it sounds like a grooming situation by his bandmates. Like, he blames her. So, yeah, it's a mess. That is... Oh, my God. Okay, this is the rare celebrity birth where the baby's weird name isn't the cringiest part of this story. No, it's the second cringiest. Yeah, like, we've got, like anti-vaxxing and a dad with a teenage daughter that he doesn't talk to because he's apparently mad at her but not his bandmates well no he's mad at them too and she's like 21 now i think this is when she was a teenager but yeah it's a mess and i feel like leifer jr is going to get a tattoo very soon and the tattoo will be given by himself and the tattoo will read help me (laughs) yeah right across his forehead so Last October, Ozzy Osbourne had to cancel a bunch of tour dates because of an infection that started on his thumb and spread to his hand. He was in the hospital for two days and needed emergency surgery. So Sharon Osbourne said on the talk in October that he got a cut on his thumb and just left it. Ozzy now tells the Daily Star that he thinks he got it from a manicure. Who gave him the manicure? A bat? Yeah, (laughs) a dirty bat. Also, because it's Ozzy we're talking about, and whenever I think of Ozzy Osbourne, I think... Wait, of, did he eat a bat's head? Oh, no, a dove. Yeah, A he, pigeon. No, he bit the head off a bat, I think. Oh, okay. Okay, so that joke works. Yeah, I mean, I think he, like, stepped on a dove. He's got some weird stuff with animals with wings. But, <laughs> but because... So because it's like Ozzy Osbourne also, you know, aside from being known as the bat biter, is also like... Ozzy the prolific cheater. This might be the first time in a long time that like we hear a story about Ozzy getting an infection and I didn't immediately picture him getting an infection on his penis. Like free clinic stuff. Yeah. So, and also about that. So the doctors told him if the infection got into his bloodstream, he could die. And really, to me, those doctors need to show their credentials. Like, I don't believe they're doctors because what doctor would say that Ozzy could have died? Like he's immortal. Yeah, Ozzy's never going to die. He's never going to die. During the press tour for A Star is Born, Lady Gaga said the same thing about Bradley Cooper a million times over. She said, there can be one. (laughs) There can be a hundred people in the room and 99 don't believe in you. But I had this one incredible talent with me. There can be a hundred people in the room and 99 don't believe in you and you just need one to believe in you and that was him, so. You can have a hundred people in the room that are watching you and 99 don't believe in you and one does and that was him, so. She literally said a hundred times and so someone put together a supercut of it. So the creative director at Vogue Italia posted the supercut with an old clip of Madonna saying. There's a hundred people in the room and 99 people say they liked it. I only remember the one person who didn't. He added the caption, my girl does and says everything first. Madonna posted that video on her Instagram story. How reductive. Yeah. Madonna's copying Gaga. Um, 
So I know that Madonna really thinks that Lady Gaga is copying her in like everything that she does. But I I don't know. I think that the it's real... It's a stretch. It's a reach. It's a reach because honestly, the real test will be if Lady Gaga um, marries a British director and moves to London and then starts faking a British accent. Then we'll know for sure like, hmm, maybe Madonna's onto something. And I feel like that's going to happen. But now we know that the 99 people in the room who didn't believe in Gaga were Madonna fans. Yeah. They were the ones who liked what Madonna was doing. So finally, the British shoe company, Ted Baker, is launching an investigation after employees accused its CEO, Ray Kelvin, of forcing them to hug him. Employees had to start a petition asking the board of directors to put an end to forced hugging. The petition got over 2,500, 2,600 signatures. So young female employees didn't just accuse Ray of forcing them to hug him. They also accused him of asking them to sit on his lap and cuddle with him and let him massage their ears. Weird. When they complained to HR, they were told that Ray was just being Ray. So Ray is just being your creepy uncle. Yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. Also, allegedly. It's an office, not a Christian youth retreat. What is with the forced hugging? Like, that's the weirdest motivation. It's weird. Like, I'm all for banning hugging in the workplace. I'm all for banning hugging everywhere because I, like, do you like hugging? Um, You know what? Again, it depends on the person. Like, if when I When you want... meet a stranger, like, when you meet, you know, a, when you meet your sister's friend and that you've never met before, would you, will you hug them? Oh, no. I'm not that type of hugger. No. Yeah. I don't... See, some people, they just like to hug. I don't even, I don't even like to hug people I know. I like and to... It, I like to wave. I'll wave at you. <laughs> we like to air kiss. Not even. That's too intimate. But like, <laughs> I don't like to hug and people don't like to hug me. They say it's like hugging a wall. And so <laughs> I'm all for banning hugging and I'm all for never letting Ray from Ted Baker be a mall Santa either. Like, just go ahead and ban him from being a mall Santa. Going to end the show with some big, gigantic news from Allison. Or- Orbits the drink is coming back. Oh God, uh, I wish. Don't don't April fools me on that. Don't um December fools you. December fools you. <laughs> so what's your big news? Well, okay. So here's the thing. I was planning on waiting until after this happened because I was gonna announce it with like a big 11 minute long video that I posted to YouTube. But Kylie Jenner beat me to it. So I figured a podcast was the next best thing. Um, but yeah, when this episode is um, uh, posted, uh, it'll be a Tuesday. And I'll officially be 39 weeks pregnant on that day. Yay! Yeah. You're <laughs> sitting here talking to me 39 weeks pregnant. Yeah, with, with uh, what is it, uh, heartburn bubbling up into my <laughs> into my neck. <laughs> to steal from RuPaul, do you know who the father is? Um, I pray that it's Channing Tatum. Here's the thing, Michael. You can pray in one hand and what is it? Pray in one hand, wish in one hand, shit in the other and see which one fills up first. So, is that a Canadian saying? I think it's like a hillbilly saying. Or a scat queen, scat queen <laughs> yeah, saying. exactly. What I'm trying to get at is that if I wish hard enough, the baby will come out and it'll look like Channing Tatum. And and know. will be Channing Tatum so you can get that child support. Yeah, I can get that magic mic money. So this is exciting. We yes. have our first delisted baby. And, it, you know, it was wrong of me to call it the dealist baby and well, i shouldn't because now can canada's equivalent of cps is gonna come for you <laughs> what's what's canada's equivalent of cps what's it called 
um, I think just child services. And it's ran, ran by Meese. Yeah. <laughs> Someone related to Drake, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're all related to Drake up here. So, um, so because Allison will be busy raising, you know, little Orbitzo, if it's a boy, and Orbitza, if it's a girl. <laughs> why don't I just, why don't I just call her Ibiza? Yeah, I like that. You know, uh, raising the future, you know, customers of Primo Pizza Squeeze, basically. Um, So we're going to take a little hiatus for the holidays. So (laughs) if Allison, if you don't give birth before Thursday, we'll have a new episode out on Friday. Yeah, Uh, and I'll be back. After that, the plan is to release one or two end-of-the-year episodes. Then we're going to take a break for the holidays and be back sometime in January. I mean, I may do a couple of episodes by myself, but that could be a mess. So I may not do that. And I also may bring on a guest or two. So I still, we still got to work that out. Yeah. So, and Allison will be back whenever you can get a moment from being a mom. Well, you know what? I mean, I've heard, here's what I've heard is that babies sleep all the time. They're very low maintenance. You know, you've heard that. I've heard that they do nothing but scream and cry. No, no I'm kidding. I've, oh. I've been told that they're I up like were... every hour. <laughs> so when I come back, I'll either be completely fully rested or I'll be like a zombie who like can't remember my name at the top of the show. She'll be back. So subscribe to us on iTunes to get our latest episode right away. So, and now, Allison and I are off to find recipes for placenta pizza squeeze shakes. Of course we are. That's what you're going to make. Yeah. So bye. Bye. Bye.